Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 77 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me studies as always on a Monday and we have a look at any listener comments that have come in as well as anything else that has been studied this week. Please don't forget to share your thoughts on what you've been studying on the Facebook group at Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Uh, it'd be great to hear your thoughts on the podcast, great to hear your thoughts on what we've studied, uh, and also great to hear what you have studied as well. Um, this week, um, there's just been one comment on the Facebook group. Interesting discussion from the discussion um, around about Tamar. If you remember, Tamar was the, the woman who um, was promised by Judah that there would be a husband for her um, and then he went back on his promise or covenant and she dressed as the harlot. Um, Our listener says, I was thinking as I read the story that the marriage arrangements back then were weird. Tamar's going to have to marry someone way younger than her because just because her husband her dead just because he's her dead husband's brother. I reminded myself that this was a different culture. And it made me think that maybe this was part of their marriage covenants back then. Then the sin that Judah did, besides hiring a harlot, was not honouring the marriage covenant itself. The marriage covenant was so sacred that maybe God did tell Tamar to figure out how to fix the problem like Rebecca felt she needed to uh, to do with Joseph, uh, Jacob and Esau. So as we discussed, um, this is one of the more difficult uh, accounts in the in the Old Testament um, but again, we don't have the full context. Uh, we don't understand if it was something which was needed to be fulfilled. And so therefore Tamar um, maybe made a, a choice which was what she knew what to do uh, in order to fulfill what was a covenant. Um, Tamar, interestingly, is one of the ancestors of the saviour. And so if this had not taken place, then maybe that lineage would not have been able to have taken place. Um, so there's a number of things uh, to consider uh, in this um, account here. So moving on, uh, we'll have a look at what, uh, something else that we've been st- studying this week. I've been having a look at uh, a general conference talk from the last general conference. And don't forget, you know, a couple more weeks and we have another general conference on the horizon, which is, is, which is, which is great. Uh, but this talk um, was given by Elder Eric W. Kapishka. Now, I've had the opportunity uh, to meet Elder Kapishka quite a few times uh, on my mission and also um, in our stake as well. Um, and he's such a loving individual. Um, and so when this talk was given, I just thought it was fantastic. And many of you will know uh, the talk I'm talking about. Um, addressing mental health. Now we've had a, a, a couple of talks recently in the past five or so years that have specifically addressed mental health and I think that it is something which really we need to address. Erdo Kapishka said, quote, During my ministry I have encountered hundreds of individuals and families with similar experiences. Sometimes I wonder if the desolating sickness covering the land as mentioned in the scriptures might include mental Ill- illness. It is worldwide, covering every continent and culture and affecting all, young, old, rich and poor. At the same time, our doctrine teaches us to strive to become like Jesus Christ and be perfected in him. Our children sing, I'm trying to be like Jesus. 
We long to be perfect, even as our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are perfect. Because mental illness can interfere with our perception of perfection, it remains all too often a taboo. As a result, there is too much ignorance, too much silent suffering, and too much despair. Many, feeling overwhelmed because they do not meet perceived standards, mistakenly believe they have no place in the church. Close quote. This, I think, just kind of highlights the summary of the, the, the issue at play here with mental illness. Um, it's something which I've seen uh, in the lives of people around me. And I think that um, this is a really important topic to address because it helps those who do not encounter this um, in, their, in their lives to understand just what people are trying to help to, to get through and it helps those who, who do go through it understand and feel that they are seen. Because I think all too often, as he um, mentioned in that beginning part there, that in a gospel where we are aiming for perfection one day, in a gospel where we are trying to live our covenants and follow all these commandments, um, it can feel very difficult when we're not keeping an aspect of it and we have on top of that a mental illness which helps us which which stops us from recognizing or feeling the love um, that other people have for us because we just are unable or struggle to, to love ourselves um, that can be a very difficult combination to overcome um Alda Kapishka talks about um then a, a number of very personal experiences that he and his family have gone through. Um, his son um, returned home from his mission after four weeks, and that was due to a severe panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. Uh, he, he says, quote, As his parents, we found it difficult to deal with disappointment and sadness because we prayed so much for his success. Like all parents, we want our children to, to prosper and be happy. A mission was to be an important milestone for our son, we also wondered what other people might think. Unbeknownst to us, our son's return was infinitely more devastating for him. Note that he loved the Lord and wanted to serve, and yet he could not for reasons he struggled to understand. He soon found himself at a point of total hopelessness, battling deep guilt. He no longer felt accepted, but spiritually numb. He became consumed by recurring thoughts of death. While in this irrational state, our son believed that the only action left was to take his own life. It took the Holy Ghost and a legion of angels on both sides of the veil to save him. Close quote. This is really uh, raw, this uh, experience that's being shared here. Something which, um, again, in a general conference, um, is, was incredible to hear. Uh, and, that, and it was incredible that he was willing to share that. Um, but the love that uh, he then explained that they as he is a, that they as a family and also his son individually felt uh, is inspiring uh, and is what we need to do in order to support those who struggle with this. Um, he then continues uh, to explain how sometimes uh, it may be difficult for loved ones to recognize um, or identify what these struggles are. But that doesn't mean that we should, you know, ignore it or just continue day-to-day -day life not worrying about it. But we need to educate ourselves, he said. He said, quote, how can we know the difference between the difficulties associated with normal development and signs of illness? As parents, we have the sacred charge to help our children navigate life's challenges. However, few of us are mental health specialists. 
We nevertheless need to care for our children by helping them learn to be content with their sincere efforts as they strive to meet appropriate expectations. Each of us knows from our own personal shortcomings that spiritual growth is an ongoing process. Close quote. I think that is a really insightful comment about parents, about how, yes, we need to encourage high standards from our children. We need to encourage them to, to make the correct choices that we feel are correct by recognising that they are part of covenant promises that we make. But we also need to help our children feel comfortable in themselves and that the choices that they make, um, they are, you know, they are sincere, that they are what they are trying to do to be their best that they can be. Uh, and that, I'm sure for, for many parents, is some, a balance that is what, what, what we're trying to strike. Um, it doesn't mean that we'll be perfect and we need to recognise ourselves that our own efforts are the best that we can do. Um, but that we need to put effort in to try and develop. And that's the key, um, is if we are striving, then that is what the Lord asks of us. And that is, of course, one of the big reasons, I'm sure, why we have the change in the temple recommend questions, which occurred a few years ago now, that we are striving to keep these covenants with our very best efforts, that we do love the Lord and we want to do everything we can to serve him uh, and that we are striving to overcome those things. I am grateful for this talk. I mean, I've shared with you a fraction of it and I, I would fully recommend you review it, even if you do not, especially probably if you do not experience um, mental health challenges in your own personal or in, in other people's lives that you know about. Uh, this is a really, a really useful um, opportunity to reflect and consider about this important topic. Thank you so much for listening today and until we meet again. <laughs>